Welcome back to Show Me Today. Are you a big Star Wars geek like I was? I was for the first six movies. I can't even keep track now of all the different spinoffs and all that. But, yeah, I was big into Star Wars. And then we've got Trekkies. What's our fascination with traveling through outer space? It's for real. That's what Missouri State University professor Mike Reed says. He talked to Anthony Morbeth. Space, the final frontier. That might sound a bit familiar, and that's kind of why we're talking about this. Uh, that specific quote kind of spurred an entire generation's worth of people obsessed about going into space and everything and how that shaped pop culture related to space exploration and space travel. And that's why we have Mike Reed here on Show Me today, because, Mike, it would appear that space travel and space exploration is more popular now than when Star Trek first came out in the 60s. Yeah, I think there's a big resurgence um, recently because of the variety of things that have been going on, from more private companies doing rocket launches, more countries landing things on the moon, and, of course, um, more discovery from things like the James Webb. So these have sort of come together to um, provide... A, a new resurgence in, in interest in space. So uh, before we get into some of the meat of our interview itself, I'm curious as to your point of view, why is it that there are so many more television shows, documentaries, podcasts, radio programs, video games, movies, and TV shows about the subject now uh, versus 30 or 40 or 50 years ago? There are more um, things that people are seeing so press releases from the James Webb Space Telescope, for example, and we are thinking more prevalently about space because SpaceX is launching space internet, you know, through Starlink, and they're launching SpaceX rockets to the International Space Station, and of course NASA has a program to go back to the moon with Artemis. So these things are making it a little bit more prevalent in people's feeds, and. Um, Combined with that, I think there's the advancement in uh, computer graphics and design. And so it's much more easy to incorporate these things into movies and into video games because the overhead of having to produce sets and special effects has also come way down. A lot of new technology and research that we have seen and heard and read about over the past, let's say, 20 years I think has contributed a lot with that. And the fact that um, the idea of, for example, we as humans have a natural inclination to like to explore stuff. Yes, exactly. And that's, you know, space, the final frontier is still very true. And a couple of things that have happened in the recent-ish last five, ten years is you know, 20 years ago, we didn't know if our solar system was the only one that existed. Now we know that at least 90% of all stars have planets. So the discovery of exoplanets, of course, increases our imagination. We wonder what kind of planets are out there. What kind of, could they be inhabited? What kind of aliens could be out there? And combined with that, we have had missions to even our own solar system, like the moons of Jupiter and Saturn, where we now know there's um, interior oceans of liquid water, which, again, brings that aspect of what could be living there, what's there to be discovered. 
And with James Webb now appearing all the way back to sort of the beginning of the universe, to first galaxies and things like that, again, we get this frontier of discovery. We're on the, you know, just on the verge of learning all these new things. And so that brings about a, a lot of excitement. Listen to entire episodes of Show Me Today or this entire discussion. Wherever it is you get your podcasts, just find Show Me Today. Click like, subscribe, download, and listen to us and take us with you on the go. Or you could listen to us on our website at MissouriNet.com. Mike Reed is the professor of astronomy at Missouri State University, and we're talking about space, the final frontier. And I know that that's uh, obviously kind of a cliche statement, especially because it's from a very popular movie. However, that is exactly what we're talking about. And Mike, I read this quote. I really liked it, and I think it ties into what we're talking about here. It says, and I quote, humans didn't evolve to go into space, but we go there anyway. The idea of space programs that created GPS, accurate weather prediction, solar cells, 5G Internet connectivity, medical research, working on trying to prolong human lives, instantaneous global communication, all of which wouldn't have been possible had it not been for initially going into space in the first place. Well, that's a very good point, and that is a lot of uh, we think about going to space as sort of a superfluous, unnecessary, perhaps even wasteful endeavor. And yet the things that actually benefit humankind are huge. And so a lot of space exploration uh, provides real-term benefits. Uh, but as you said, we're not really made to go into space. Space is a very harsh environment. There's a lot of radiation that is harmful for us and Obviously, we can't live in a vacuum, and we need um, atmosphere to breathe and water and things like that. However, um, you know, we have this uh, innate curiosity and an innate um, inclination to go where we haven't been and to learn what we don't know. The same is true for deep ocean exploration. Why do we keep going to the Titanic? What's our fascination with that? And the same is true you know, for our nearest neighbor, the moon. And we keep um, also wanting to go to Mars to discover what's really there. We send machines, but machines can't tell us quite as much as, as people can. I'm glad you brought that up. How does colonization of, say, the Earth's moon or planet Mars or, heck, somewhere else fit into all of this? Yeah, that's really a great question. And it, it's really hard to say. I mean, there are resources there, but the resources are very difficult to get back to Earth, and so the resources kind of have to be used where they're at. For me, I sort of am uh, in agreement with Elon Musk. So one of his um, big Mars endeavors is the fact that right now all of our eggs are in one basket on the Earth. If we were to colonize the Moon or Mars and have actually a sustainable colony there, Mars would be more likely for that, then if something crazy happens on the Earth, we have sort of a second basket of people that would be sort of a backup, I guess you might say. But but that's really, a you know, a lot of exploration out into other places is sort of the largest safety net that humans could have. 
Space, the final frontier is sort of what we're talking about. Mike Reed is the professor of astronomy at Missouri State University. He joins us on Show Me Today. We're talking about space travel and space exploration, and at least in this case, uh, space colonization. And uh, I I have an interesting question to kind of uh, wrap up this discussion on, and you kind of uh, briefly mentioned it with regard to Elon Musk and your other recent answer, and that is the idea of space mining. I see all of this stuff happening with these solar cells, the GPS, global 5G connectivity. I think the next thing that Earth potentially could capitalize on is space mining, going to these other satellites, going to these other planets, taking something and then bringing it back to planet Earth. And uh, the logistics, I don't think we figured out yet, but I think that that's definitely something we as humans want to do. Yes, there is a lot of really nice resource in space. And even in sort of near-Earth orbits, there are near-Earth asteroids that don't necessarily pose a threat to us, but could pose a benefit because a lot of them are rich in minerals and a lot of them are rich in very rare minerals. One thing that I think about from time to time is as we move to more electrification, we have all of these battery cells and these battery cells use rare earth elements. And there's only so many of that on so much of that on the earth, but space has a huge supply of it. And so Minerals that can drive different battery technology, different solar cell technology. A lot of that is available, but it's not so available on the Earth. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.